Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Matt's got a story about Tom's Tree Place. All right, so, so these guys, Alex out there, is, yeah. is doing work. We're putting in a pool, and we had to move some of our trees. And so what I was going to ask you guys before I didn't I knew we were coming back from break, is you ever seen how they move a tree? And there's this big, like, uh, truck that pulls up next to the tree, and then imagine, like, a bear hug of a machine, yeah. except with big diggers. And so it separates into four parts. Almost like a I've transformer, I've and he goes happen. down, scoops it up, puts it in the hole that's already dug. It was incredible. Is it still I, alive? For the most part, I had a question, it, and so shocked. and so Alex came out and actually looked. Yeah. Uh, so he did the work two weeks ago, and I was worried it's one of those pine trees, and some of the needles were turning brown. And he came out and said, "Nope, looks great. Just make sure you keep water on it." But but it's doing exactly. What, what it's the life to be expectancy doing. of a transplanted tree is? I think, did he, did it, I think it's supposed to be. I, I think it's pretty normal. Or, or what? The li- or, or how many of them actually make it? Yeah. That, now that would be a better a yeah, question. That's, What's that's the what percentage? I Depends on how yeah. big the tree. You know, some of them they probably can't do. I would think because the rooting would be yeah, so deep, so de- yeah, wide, like oak trees and the, those roots that push yeah. your driveway up and all. Yes, exactly. All that. Stuff. Anyway. Tom's right. Tree Place did a great job for us. This, that was this great you didn't commercial. ask for the Thetford Nashby special. Oh, uh, do I get a coupon yeah. for that? We well, got one because it's, uh, it's, I, I will need it. It's a half off deal. Half off of that tree <laughs> removal. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have coupons, <laughs> for, but th- that's the place to go. And out on the patio is another place to go. That's Katrina Conley. She's out there on 123rd and Slide. That'd be good furniture around your yeah, new pool. For your new pool. Yeah, this is the place to go. Do you have a 50% off coupon for that? Ask for the Thetford Ashby special. No, we have no coupons there okay. either. But Well, then I'm going to need to go back to work right of the, It really is amazing store. I mean, 123rd Slide. Okay. And you're going to need some patio. I am. Some pool furniture, and they've got it. Okay. All kinds, and it's the best. There you go. There you go, Katrina. Right there's a sale. Matt Miller's coming to see you. <laughs> now it's not. Now if you're looking for plastic, you're going. That's not the place. What about pre, uh, like fake wicker? I don't know about fake wicker. Wicker. <laughs> Where do they make fake wicker? Uh, is that Taiwan? Is that, I don't is know. that wicker? No, it's <laughs> fake wicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's more plastic. Okay. Well, the wicker we grew up with was like actual like wood wicker. Yeah. And would like chip away. Well, now you can do the kind that's kind of the plastic that's interwoven. Yeah, it gives you cancer. Last though. longer. Yes. Yes, but again, that's not the high end stuff like they're selling. No, she has the best stuff. All right, here's a texter says Major League Baseball draft starts tomorrow. I didn't know that. I didn't either. He said, Congrats to Matt. Congrats to you. All right, let me ask Matt a question about this. We're going in the Hall of Honor. Because Matt got drafted the first time Mm -hmm. and he decided to go to tech because Larry offered him 400 bucks. That boy, Larry. Yep. <laughs> and so, how much did how? It wasn't Detroit the first time. It no, was Chicago Cubs. Chicago so Cubs. I was fifth round. I think I was 125th overall. So how many? How much did they offer you? Two fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Not bad for nineteen ninety. And you took four hundred. Well, no, they didn't. He, they didn't come with two fifty until the night before school started. Oh. So Larry's first offer. He, I, I pick up the phone in mid-April, and Larry wakes me up on a Saturday morning, offers me four hundred dollars towards. Either books or, or fees or tuition. 
And I immediately, it's like Kramer negotiating the coffee deal, <laughs> the coffee settlement. I was like, sold. <laughs> and then there's, the se- you know, there's about a month, six weeks left in the season. And I keep going harder and harder. And all of a sudden, June comes and I'm a fifth round draft pick. Yeah. And Frank Anderson comes over to the house in mid-June, end of June. And of course, we're saying, hey, we're negotiating here. Here's the number we've given to the Cubs. And if they meet it, we're going. Yeah. Can you do a little bit more on the scholarship? And they ended up getting me up to about a two-thirds deal, yeah. which, as you guys know, is, is a ton for a baseball deal. Oh, yeah. That's like a full. In fact, I guess it was everything but my housing is what I had. Yeah. So I had two meals in the athletic dining hall, and then I had books, fees, and, and you stayed at home with mom and daddy, didn't you? No, I lived in the dorm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have. I'd have probably, I'd have probably made better decisions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then three years later, came back out in the, in the second round. It was 41st yeah. overall. That was with Detroit. That was good. That was great. That was great. That was got to do Team USA that summer. Uh, In fact, Clint Bryant and I both went to Millington, Tennessee, is where the Team USA facility Mm -hmm. was. And this was '96, so the Olympics were in Atlanta, and so this was, and we had to still take uh, amateurs. And so I got cut in the first round. So I made it. They were taking 25 to Atlanta, and I made it down to the 40 man cut. Yeah. And Clint made it either one or two rounds. Further. So I think he was in the final 30 or 33. So he was about eight guys away from Atlanta, and I was 15 guys away from Atlanta Yeah, um, to go do the That's the, where they the had the bomber, Olympics. though. Y'all might yep. have been hanging around. And yeah. Then, yeah. You might yeah. not so be that, here today. And so then everybody on that team was a high-round draft pick, so nobody was signing their pro contract until, until after, after the, the Olympics, Olympics were over. So I go back up to the Cape for another year, um, kind of trying to stay sharp up there. And then eventually at the end of August is when I signed with Detroit and then went to Jamestown, New York. Were you excited about it? It was Detroit. Detroit, they had a good baseball name. They do. Here's one thing that you can attest to this. As a player, you don't care. You don't care? (laughs) No. It is whoever. Now, I mean, I guess once you become a free agent or you have an an option to to write into your contract a no trade to certain teams, when you're starting out, I mean, I didn't care if it was Toronto, if it was Hmm. Tampa. If it was the, I mean, my favorite team growing up was the Expos. I, I didn't. I guess I really didn't want them to draft me. Well, I want to go live that's, off, that's off. That's off. Why was it because, because of, of the M? Because the yeah. M on the Monterey. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as the Monterey. It's the same. It's the I've Expos. Already got M. a cap. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't, they won't have to get me. A <laughs> no, that was by far. You know, it was Andre Dawson and Tim Raines oh, and Gary Carter. They were good. I mean, it was. It was. That was my favorite team. Well, they won a World Series around there, didn't they? No, they they never they made it. Beat? You know, ninety four. They were when when the season ended in August when they went on strike or the lockout happened. They were in first place, uh, but no, they they I think they'd been to the playoffs once or twice. Oh, sad. But no, the old Monterey M is why I loved it. Okay, <laughs> that's right. a good reason. Yeah. Well, you got a good Magel story as long as we're on M's. <laughs> yeah. A good Magel story. This is our M day. We got Matt Miller, Matt Mooney. Matt Mooney's going to be on after you on the phone. Is that is he? Are they doing a camp? Yeah, is he doing a camp. He's doing a camp. Man, that guy comes back, and I know there's probably an opportunity to make some money here. But I love the guys yeah. that aren't from here and come back and still yeah. are a part of the community. I think that's such a cool. He deal. really is. He's a good one. And, and and that was you know that that team captured this town. For about a three month stretch, two month stretch, where it was—I mean, that was as fun of oh, a time. Oh man, that was so great. Tuning in. I mean, I would record games when I, you know, when you couldn't see them and watch them on replay, and like where you don't look at your phone for two yeah. hours. Don't <laughs> tell me. me. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me. I really appreciate it when guys come back and do stuff like that. You know, I, I know Culver's from here, but 
I know he comes back. My, my oh, little yeah. boys have been to his camp. And well, he has a big camp. That, that, that's a big deal because there's just not a ton of pro athletes from around here. And so the guys that do it, man, I'm really grateful for. Yeah. They really what what else were you I thought you were gonna say something else. But he's he's gonna be on that'll be fun to talk to man. He always, he comes back every year. He's been all over everywhere trying you know. He's played well, a, that's, that's a little bit. Well that's the minor leagues, right? You go to yeah. Turkey, you go to Israel, you go <laughs> to Mexico. Yeah. I mean you go where the league is. It's fun. The all right. uh, here's a, here's a question from the Breakfast Club today. Uh we're losing our we talked a little bit about the NIL, losing our best pitcher, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Best catcher. Yeah, yep. I thought you say, but we are getting a guy in. Uh, they're frustrated with uh, the pitching lately out there. You being an old pitcher, when you well, Frank was around when you were around, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. What What do you? Well, I, oh, I think what's your take on? I think Matt Gardner's awesome. I, I think it is a harder job than it's ever been because Major League Baseball, when the draft comes, mm-hmm. is pre, is paying a huge premium for big time arms. And so as you kind of look around the country, outside of a lot of those teams that made it to the World Series, right? The the LSU kid, a couple from Florida, a couple from Vandy. There are not a ton of guys that you can roll out there on Friday night and it's an automatic. Mm -hmm. And when I was playing, and really until about seven or eight years ago, there was always one or two guys you go, we're not getting this guy on Friday. We better throw our good guy on Saturday or Sunday. So I think that's where the landscape is changing. So the challenge is, can you get them in there? Can you keep them healthy? I think that Bingo. is the one thing. I think they have. I think this staff has done such an amazing job of getting guys in here. But because guys are throwing so hard, man, you're losing guys right and left mm-hmm. to elbows, to shoulders. Um, and so they haven't been able to keep guys as healthy as they would want. And so guys that would have been traditional ones and twos get hurt. And now you're asking the four and five to be a weekend guy. It, it doesn't work do like that. You can't do it. You can't use a Tuesday guy on Saturday and think it's going to go like it is on Tuesday. You're not playing <laughs> New Mexico State on Saturday, right? I mean, you, you got TCU. Yeah. And, and and so I think that's where it is. Is if we can stay healthy, uh, Tadlock and Gardner and and all those guys are dude, they're awesome. Well, that's what I tell people. You know, it, it hadn't gone well the last couple of years. I said. Well, they didn't just go stupid on us. I mean, they're yeah. the same people that we had when we were making the run shutting from people down and yeah, all that. It's the same guys out there. Yeah, and they didn't go stupid on us. They just had a, a little run of and the pitching side, a little run of tough luck, injuries, and yeah, because we've lost some key right. people. Now, when you did, did Magel throw you something? Because these guys nowadays, once they get around ninety pitches, ninety, uh, come on out. No, we we, we I'd, I'd go over it now. Now, Magel stories. We're back to that. Oh, that, that's what it, yeah. that's what we were talking yeah. about. No, I think I was over a hundred pitches several times. Um, the one thing I will say, I never got overused. I mean, I've heard the Donnie Moore stories where he pitched what both no. games in the state tournament or yeah. what? Oh, Lord, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I was never. <laughs> sure. I was well, never he won seven of the eight games that we won on, on the way. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, but the thing was with our team, we had pretty good depth. So if I got pulled, there okay. was one or two guys that could come in behind me. I think there were seven guys off. In the time that I was Mon- at Monterey, that played Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. In the three years that I was there. That's Between amazing. Monty Ward, Scott Brand, Chris Shuffield, Joey Gonzalez, myself. I mean, there was a bunch of guys that played pro baseball. Yeah. And so there were some guys behind me. So if I struggled, I'll never forget. I, we were playing friendship. Did you know you could do this? I, we were playing friendship. <laughs> I was the starter. I get pulled in the fourth inning. It's a close game. Coach Magel came and got you? Yeah, it's the only time I got pulled the whole season. What did he say to you? 
Oh, he doesn't speak to you. I he know. comes out there. He puts <laughs> he his said, hand Matt, out. Be all right if, if, if we make <laughs> yeah. a change here. And, and, and it won't hurt your feelings. And it was unique. It was the only time I got pulled. So we come over. A couple innings go by. We take the lead. Guess what happened in the seventh inning? He put you back in. Yes. Did you know you could? What well, did do that? you stay in the game? I'm sure I was. Yeah, you had to stay I probably in the went game. to right yeah. field or something. I guess. Yeah, and high school rules were a, little, a little bit different because yeah. you can run for the catcher. You can do some yeah. things yeah. there that you can't do in college. So and I did ball. not get the win. I got the save in a game that I started. <laughs> that's that's really unique. Yeah. No, the the Magel stories. The thing that you couldn't get away with now is there. Were, you remember this? There was one sprinkler spigot. Yep, had the spigot, and only the good players <laughs> felt like they could go stick it in the ground and get a drink. Get a drink. Well, guess who didn't feel like that until about his last six weeks of his career? <laughs> finally, finally got to that. That was me. So I went. I didn't go thirsty. So I may have told this story on, on, when I was talking to you guys before. So what I would do, there was a parking lot uh, between the field and the school, and there was a dumpster in that parking lot. So, so you're, at, you're at it, Moderate. Yep. You're yeah, at, at the actual yeah. school. You're at the school. At yep. the school. So just south of the school, like right up next to 50th, next yeah. to those pine trees. And so I would take an old is before they sold uh, bottles of water, but but you could go take your own, and I would stick it in the little side thing in the dumpster yeah. where it'd get picked up. Uh-huh. And so when somebody would hit a ball into the right center gap, I got it. <laughs> it would go into the parking lot. What would what would conceal your identity? Those pine trees. Yeah, and yeah. I would sneak into the dumpster thing, pull out my water bottle, and get a sip of water. Yeah, and and they the thought you were t- just a great hustler. That Matt, he's hustling. And I was scared to death. We the would whole sneak time. into the because the training room was right there too. Uh-huh. And oh, dead center yeah. field was a training room. You yep. sort of slip back there and sneak in there and get you a handful of ice. Yeah, and you bring out with a glove full of ice. <laughs> That's right. I remember y'all doing that. Yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah, yeah. but but that was so. It was just it was just such a tight <laughs> ship that he ran. Uh, the other takeaway that I'll never forget is we would do infield outfield. As a, as a program. Mm-hmm. So, so you had your, your varsity, your JV, and there's a sophomore team at the time. So we're all taking infield, outfield. And as a sophomore, I could so clearly remember the seniors and juniors, those upperclassmen, would be all over the younger guys when they'd make a mistake because every third error, you had to run to the parking lot. We, we call so this the stripping back. Yeah. What'd yeah. you call it? We called it three to the stripping back. Yeah. The strip. And you, you, just, you just drop your glove? Yep, you drop it. <laughs> Take so, off. So who had it the worst? The left fielder, because <laughs> we were going all the way to Gary, yeah. right? And so yeah. you're running to, to, to there. And so the, the, the pressure that – this is what I thought was so genius yeah. about Walden and Magel. The yeah. pressure they created, not from the coaches, but from the upperclassmen that they created towards the younger guy, it was a relief to go play in the games because yeah. there wasn't nearly the pressure. And so he just did such a good job of making everything a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the attention to detail on – Holding runners at second. I, mean, I can remember both of them. I, I would be, we, we'd be throwing in a scrimmage, and there'd be a runner on second, and, and I was, you know, I wouldn't look back often enough, and somebody would get a big jump, and so they would stop the scrimmage, and both Walden and Magel came to the mound, <laughs> and made me practice it over and over and over in front of everybody, in front of everybody. And, yeah, and, and they're all standing around waiting on you. <laughs> yes, and I and I got it wrong probably five times in a row, and of course, you know. They both lose their patience pretty quickly. Yeah. And this was either sophomore or junior year, so I was of no help to the program at that point. And so they'd unload on you. But I promise you, I, there haven't been very many stolen bases a third in my career because I learned how to hold runners at second. Yeah. Yeah. So just their attention to detail was 
and I'm and I know Dudley did this at Coronado too. Coach John, but, he, he but, did. But we're just they, Coach Magel was so far ahead of his time it wasn't even funny. I will say this: when Coach Dudley went over to Coronado the first couple of years, we're about to about done. One minute. Yep. Uh, he had a little trouble taking Magel's philosophy and and hard. It's something you kind of over grew there. up with at Monterey, yeah. and you got over there. Yeah, going, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Matt, I can't tell you how proud we are of you. Thank you. you. Uh, this is a long time coming. but and We're going to talk more we about the Hall it, of Honor deal and when it is. Yeah, we couldn't put everybody in the first class. No, I, I, I love that I'm getting to do it. I love being a Lubbock guy, uh, getting in the Tech Hall of Fame last fall. I know. Big it. honor. And so um, – I don't think there's any more Halls of Fame out there for me. <laughs> this is it. And so this is kind of a nice little two. Well, are you in the Atkins? Well, I'm in I should the, be I'm if in, there is I'm one. I'm in the Evans Junior High one. Oh, well, I'm going to have to yeah. get with somebody on that. Yeah. We'll get, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. We'll I appreciate right it. Matt Miller, everybody. He's going into the class of 2023. Tell brother, hey. We, please do. Back with more. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, welcome back. We've got Matt Mooney on the phone here with us. He is coming to Lubbock, and his camp is August the 7th through the 9th. I don't even know whether we said that. And uh, that's when the camp is, August 7th through the 9th. It's going to be at the Lubbock Christian Recreation Center. And you can get signed up on, by going online to mattmooney.net, mattmooney.net. And Matt is also going to be back playing with the Air Raiders. Now, this ESPN deal, isn't it? They, they sponsor this thing, Matt? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Most of the games are on, uh, at least on ESPN Plus, and then some of them are are nationally televised, too. And it's a, isn't it a winner-take-all, a million-dollar purse? Yep, exactly. <laughs> a few years ago, I think they upped it to two million, but now I don't know. It's back down to one, but uh, yeah, it's a cool it's a cool uh, event they do. They do a different uh, ending to the game too. I like the Elam ending. It's called. Uh, it's good competition, mostly pros playing. So I'm, I'm excited. It'll be a lot, a lot of fun, chance to compete, and we get to play and love it. Hey, go back to that ending again. You sort of teased us with that. What is the what is the ending? Yeah, they started doing this thing called the Elam ending, but it's different than the traditional uh, basketball game ending where, you know, you just play till the end of the clock. Uh, with the Elam ending, once there's four minutes left in the game, the, the, the clock stops, the clock's turned off, and then let's say – you know, we're up 70 to 60. It's the first team to 78. So you add eight points to whoever's winning the game. <laughs> okay. How about that? Okay. Well, that's kind of yeah, cool. You gotta, yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't stall. Uh, that, that's what I was just thinking, and, and that's one of the neat things about baseball. You got to play it out. Yeah. And now with this Elam ending, I like that a lot. You got to play it out. Yeah, no stalling. That's that's yeah. a that's a great. Now, who all's on our team? Do we just have one team, or do we have two teams? Yeah, we got one team. So, from the final four team, it's going to be myself, David Moretti, Tariq Owens, and then Tyler Edwards is playing as well. Uh, and then there's a mix of guys. You got Davion Warren, uh, John Robertson, who played a second sec a little while back. Um. Uh, who else do we got? Uh, Zach Smith 
Parker Hicks is going to play. Oh, Parker Hicks is playing. That's great. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, so we got a good, good team. I think it's 100% guys that have played at Tech. Yeah, you have to have played at Tech. Yeah, yeah. and I don't think every team's going to be like that. You don't? Yeah, you don't have to uh, have, but our team our team. That's what we want to do. Yeah. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. Is 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 Searles going to play? You see, this the manager. No, he's the manager. <laughs> Are we bringing back that guy with all the tattoos and the long hair? What was his name? Uh, for my team? <laughs> no, it'd have been a year after you or yeah. two. You know, he he was went to UT. Yeah, went to UT with oh, beard. Oh, Avery Benson. <laughs> Avery oh, there Benson. you go, Avery. Yeah, we forget. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, I guess I don't know whether you've seen it or not, but Tanner sent you a text. He wants to come to your camp. He wants to be in the sixth to yeah. eighth grade group. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you what you think about that. <laughs> I think they'd wear him out. He still plays some, though. He does still play some. I got to get out there and uh, see if he's got any games. Yeah, hey, let's let's do that. I want to come. I want to come, and I'll stand outside and shoot. I can't move around that much, but I can. I'll be seventy on Tuesday, Matt. 70 that's ridiculous don't get around yeah exercise? oh yeah yeah so, yes not, not a lot well, he rides in the golf cart and <laughs> plays golf <laughs> i work i work hard i work hard yeah anyway uh yeah i can still get around though well here's what we'll do you and tanner come to my camp we'll do a three-point contest in front of the kids all right in front of the kids that's there a good go. idea that's a good idea Hey, you you changed schools uh, when you're in college. I want to get your take on the NIL and, and if you think it's a plus or a negative for college athletics. I think, um, I think it's uh, it can be a plus. It seems like it's a little bit more of a of a negative right now. Uh, you know, with kids constantly transferring. Uh, and I know I transferred a few times, um, but I think back to if I was in college, it would have been great for the money for me. I probably would have made a lot of money, but then I probably wouldn't have, or maybe I would have told Texas Tech, but I would have chased the money instead of, okay, what's the right fit for yeah. Matt Mooney? And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think that this NIL money is – it's, uh, I think, ruining. Ruining is a strong word, but ruining the uh, team chemistry of teams. And it's making it's making for more of an individual game where you're just going for, okay, where's the money? And then uh, after one year, if that school can't pay you the money, you'll go to another school that can pay you the money. So, and a lot of the times it seems like the, the boosters and, a lot of schools and the collectives are becoming like general managers where they're controlling, you know, who the coaches can get and who the coaches play. And, um, so it seems like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in coaching right now because it seems like it's hard to navigate all this. Really hard. You know, what's really funny about it, Matt, not funny, but it's hard to deal with. You've got to re-recruit your team every year, your whole team. Uh, the players you want to keep, you've got to re-recruit right. them. And I, you, right. I, you hit on the thing that to me bothers me more than anything, and that is team chemistry. I can't even imagine what this is going to do to team chemistry. Well, he's making two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you know I'm I'm outscoring him. You know, 
or, or more than that, these basketball things are out of control. But uh, it, you might not have ever ended up at Texas Tech. Or it might have been a couple of other guys that would have never ended up here if we'd had this going back in your day and not had a chance to go to the national championship game. Yeah, I think the tough thing is a lot of these guys are going to make more money now than they'll ever make in their career. That's right. I mean, there's only 60 picks for the NBA. I mean, some guys can make it undrafted. You know, I uh, I mean, very few can make it undrafted, but some will. Uh, but you go overseas, you got a chance to make good money overseas, but I think there's a uh, misconception in America where you know, we think if we play Division One ball, we can just go overseas and make a ton of money. But there's a lot of guys overseas making hardly anything mm. and uh, are without jobs, right? So it is hard to live overseas. I've been doing it the last year and a half. <laughs> it uh, is. Can't get a lot of them to speak so, English. I know it. Especially in uh, Turkey. I can't even imagine going to Turkey. Yeah, it's a Muslim country. But it wasn't. It wasn't bad living there, and I appreciate um, learning and living new places and learning about different cultures and mm-hmm. uh, get, get a chance to to share my faith quite a bit over in Turkey this past year, so that was good. Hey, tell everybody what 31-8 Foundation. Tell everybody about 31-8. Man, you guys are great. You're helping me promote everything. Uh, <laughs> 31-8 Foundation is... Uh, it's my foundation, and it's rooted in two scripture verses, Deuteronomy 31.8 and Proverbs 31.8, both verses that are are dear to me, and both happen to be uh, chapter 31, verse 8. And, uh, you know, the focus of my foundation is spiritual mentorship through basketball. So I do I do spiritual mentorship through basketball, but when, um, sorry, back when I'm home in Chicago in the summers, I got a guy doing it in South Dakota. I'm looking for for uh, coaches in Lubbock. I got a guy in Phoenix. But basically what we do is we get guys in the gym, you know, maybe uh, middle school, high school, college, and we just have a Bible study, men's group, whatever you want to call it, uh, just have a discussion about maybe unpacking the scripture verse. Um, you know, we focus on some we focus on identity, putting our identity in Christ, you know, being courageous, uh, you know, different different things throughout Scripture we focus on and we talk to the guys about, and then we get on the court, we have a workout, the workout's free, the workout's covered by the foundation, and then afterwards we close in prayer. But I will say, playing basketball my entire life, the culture in basketball is, for the most part, terrible. It's, uh, you know, we're focused on the wrong things. Uh, you know, it's very materialistic. It's all about me, 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 you know, the egos. And, and I think it trickles down from the NBA. You see a lot of these guys. It's, it's, it's all about me. It's not a really about others, about serving others. Um, it's money-driven. There's not a, a very good uh, – there's not a lot of respect for women. So, anyways – it's really about changing the culture and trying to uh, mentor young men. That is great. That's a long story short of it. That is great. I'm glad you're doing that. And that's more important than all the basketball things you're doing. Where can people find out more about that? MattMooney.net? Yeah, MattMooney.net. 
has a has a tab to my foundation on it, but actually 31-8foundation.com. This one I got at dot com. <laughs> uh, and you can you can find out everything about it there. You can email me. You can donate. Can help uh, out. Yeah, that's a very yeah. worthy cause. Very worthy. And I, you know, and the thing, because I've been involved with FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, on pretty much since high school. And uh, it's, it's all about influence. And you're using the sport of basketball and your success to have influence on these young people and others too for the cause of Christ. And that's what's so great. And that, and all of this that you're doing, you're using Jesus Christ as a foundational thing that you're doing. I mean, he's the foundation of it all. Amen. And that's what I learned being in Turkey this past year. As I said, okay, if I really believe in what I say I believe, then uh, I'm going to share it and I'm going to live it because there's a country of people there who don't know Jesus, who don't yeah. know Christ. And, uh, well, did you ever feel so threatened doing, doing that? No. No, I, I mean, the church that I was a part of, they face some persecution. There's 10,000 Christians in a country of 80 million there. Mm. So there's, there is definitely, wow. I mean, there is definitely some persecution. I didn't experience much of it, but I'm sure if I, if I go back there and, you know, get out and evangelize more, yeah. then I'll feel it more. Um, well, that was my point. There's 10,000 Christians there. There used to be 20,000. You don't want to pick a fight. <laughs> now there's 10. <laughs> you know what What amazed me? I've been there before to Istanbul, and what amazed me about it is how serious they are about what, what they believe, and it's not even foundational. And you're just like, they're so serious about it. Not a lot it. of wiggle room. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're beating their head on the ground and everything else. I don't they all have bruises on their forehead. I, I, I couldn't figure it out. And they can't drive with a flip. It's that was no, cr it's crazy over there. The traffic's crazy. It, it is because <laughs> there's so many people. They honk their horn the whole time they're driving. And they, we're in this oh, cab. Yeah. He's honking his horn the whole time he's driving. I'm like, quit it. At some point, it doesn't. It's not effective. <laughs> it's losing its effect. <laughs> Let me read this text real quick. This is from one of our birthday boys today. He texted in and said, "Incredible young man," and I'm pretty sure he's not talking about David and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the young part and the incredible part. <laughs> yeah, we got the man part down pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Everybody loves you, Matt. Here, you know, you were a hero here, and and everybody was so glad that you came, and you were such a great team player, and uh, and you made some, you just made huge plays for us that year. I mean, you really did make huge plays for us that year, and you were big, big for the Red Raiders. Well, I appreciate it. It was a, it was a great year. It'll be good to have you back, and I think we're going to have really good turnouts uh, here in Lubbock for this. What's the name of it? The it, what, it's the T. What's it called? TBT. The, yeah, yeah. The TBT. Is yeah, I hope so. Okay. Hey, we're going to have you guys on in the studio when y'all come back. Andrew's already told us we can do that, and uh, you can tell him you've already done your time. If you don't want to, come no. In. This would be in person. This would be good. We. This would be good. Nah, I'll be back. I'll be back. And we we get you guys in here in the studio. We'd like to have all you guys that played on the on the national championship team, Moretti, and we we'll have a lot of fun with that. So uh, we'll look forward. Now, when are you going to be here for that? Soon. Yeah, I'm coming on uh, Wednesday. Actually, I'm speaking. I don't know if you guys know Pete Christie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we know Pete. 
Yeah, he's great. So I'm speaking at the uh, lunch church he does every month. Yeah, right. Thursday. So. So when do you guys, when do y'all play your first? When do y'all start playing? Do you know? In the nineteenth. Yeah, the first game is the nineteenth. Okay. Not far off. All right, we'll get y'all in here, and we'll have, that'll be a lot of fun to see all you I guys. think anybody can come to Pete's deal at, at lunch, can't they? Yes. I don't think it's yes. a special invitation or anything. Do you know anything about how they get hold of that? Yeah, there's an RSVP link on Facebook. But uh, actually, Pete texted me today because I was going to invite a couple guys. Um, yeah, so Thursday, July 13th, 11.45 a.m. at 8517 Urbana. Love it. Okay, eighty fifth and Urbana. Okay. So I don't think you have to RSVP, but you can through Facebook. Okay. okay. Just look up Pete Christie. There you go. Yeah, he'll be talking about it. He'll be on the sports. He'll be saying he's got Matt Mooney coming. It'll be good. Matt, you have been great, buddy. We appreciate this. Appreciate you being on. And everybody, go to mattmooney.net. Get signed up for his camp in August, the first seventh uh, through the ninth of August, and he's going to be here for the Air Raiders. And they'll be playing and uh, out at the United Supermarkets Arena. Yeah. That's coming up great. on the 19th. Yeah. We appreciate yeah, you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Matt. We'll be talking to you. Okay, sounds good. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Matt Mooney. That's he good. He good really. He, you know, it's amazing what he did in one year. How he endeared himself to this place. Well, that's place. why I started asking about the NIL deal because he sort of did the NIL deal without the – Money. The money. <laughs> yeah. He went to what two or three different colleges and where's my money? I would have made money. And some of them might have gotten money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not assume, Maybe they did. Let's not assume everybody didn't get money when they changed schools. So anyway, See, that's just me. Sometimes you can. Yeah. We'll be right back with more sports talk with Thetford Nashby. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, <clears throat> I was watching the video you were talking about jokes, but let me let me uh, uh, let me do RC Taylor because I did skip them. Please That's do. Brad Croom. Oh yeah, we and want to do Brad's. Him. It's a fantastic place, y'all. They sell convenience store type items. They'll bring it right mm. to your door, 125 to 150 miles around Lubbock. And this is you need to have an account there if you have any kind of concession stand or anything like that. They can help you at RC Taylor Distributing Company. So give them a call. Sounds like we got somebody on the phone. Somebody on the phone. He's tw- he's a. Uh, that's me. Sucking something through a straw or something. Are you weed eating? My name is Mike Gustafson. Yeah, I've been uh, digging weeds, and so <laughs> I appreciate you guys giving me a break. I'm in the shade. Do you hire out? Yeah. No, yeah, I hired my shovel out. Yeah, and me me on the dumb end of it. or the Yeah. You know, I need a guy, I, I, yeah. a gutter guy. Oh, yeah. Do you do gutters? I, I never have. You no. don't have you any on my yourself. house. I don't have a. Yeah, yeah. I hate to get past like the second step on a ladder anymore because yeah, I don't, I don't bounce like I used to. That's good. Uh, I sort of splat. Hey, so, the Breakfast Club had a, a couple of questions that I did not know the answer to, and you might, you might not. If, if do you don't, best. just make something up. Uh, we just lost our best pitcher and our best catcher, and they want to know why. Well, I, I, I mean, Tim said on your show – that Hudson White wanted to catch every day yeah. and wanted some assurance. And Tim apparently said, I can't make that assurance because I think to you guys, 
I think Kevin Bazell's about to move behind the plate, and I think he's better defensively now. I think he is too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've seen him in fall ball and all that, and I think, I think, yeah. So now, do they want him to play? You know, third base, left field, DH, first base, catch a little bit, yeah, catch every day, probably not. And so I think that one was pretty apparent and pretty easy. Uh, again, I'm not saying you didn't want the guy on the roster. I'm saying, you know, the, the, if he wanted that assurance, it sounded sort of Micah Dallas, you know, like, hey, I want to be a starter. And, you know, and there could be an aspect of that where Tim's going, you know, I, I don't know, wasn't in those meetings where Tim and those guys are going, well, we'll, we'll we're the coaches, you're the players, you know. You know, Spencer lost what would probably have been our st- starting shortstop because he wouldn't tell him that in the in the end of the year meeting that he was mm-hmm. going yep. to be the shortstop. Yep. And uh, he wound up transferring to ACU. And yep. he started as a freshman and sophomore, but Spencer was bringing his shortstop from Washington with yep. him and uh, from that area with him. And he just wouldn't tell. So uh, anyway, uh, well, and I think, and then, and then my the 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 timing, and we talked about this on the show, but I think the timing of well, the the way this information got to me uh, was from the rivals guy at Arkansas, and he had texted, and it got to me. Um, that uh, hey, hearing Mason Molina is in the portal. Now, that doesn't mean that that was how Tim and those guys heard it, but how it got, you know, sort of around our our little orbit over here. And it's like, well, that's kind of interesting that the Arkansas guy is telling us who at our program is getting in the portal. And yeah. sure, sure enough, he was right. Now, the other thing – now, you could also see that, that you know, Hudson White, his teammate, a guy who was recruited with, heck, they may have been roommates. Yeah, got to already going to Arkansas. Hey, also. Yeah, or here, or here's the NIL money. I go gather you up some chips yeah. too. Sure, and 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 I will say this: we we've uh, the, as the question was worded, just the technicality. Uh, Mason Molina and, and uh, Robinson both went to the Team USA camp. You know, like the kind of thing Matt Miller was talking about earlier that him mm-hmm. and Clint went to. Yeah. Robinson made the team. Molina didn't. So I'll take a I'll take just a mild objection with we lost our best pitcher. Well, Team USA would disagree. We lost our second best pitcher because they kept Robinson and they mm-hmm. kept Molina. There you go. But now anyway, the, right. uh, I think uh, yeah. So uh, and and if I had to guess, Molina's phone's been ringing off the hook, and he's probably got Tennessee and Arkansas and and go out there uh, with Frank. and well yeah. I, I, no question and he you know we all know they're they're throwing nil money around and you know and and so you, you guys said it pretty well it's hard for us to celebrate G- the gonzaga kid coming here and then be mad about the other one yeah so, that's that's back to that old saying what'll make you laugh will make you cry well that's that's, Ooh, a good that's way deep. To say it. yeah but the other two little things that are going on this week obviously the draft starts tomorrow uh major league draft and uh and then uh the all-star game stuff is going on and fortunately we not only have josh young starting at third base the first ever red raider to actually play in that game it looks like aj was on the team aj ramos and Mesticado and tech was on the team that didn't appear in the game unfortunately but uh and then we got two guys in the futures game patrick monteverdi and clayton beater so two pitchers so mm-hmm. you know when people yeah. ask me about how our 
how our offensive <laughs> pitching coach is just keeping his job. I think, man, we sure do have a lot of. Yeah, we leaders. sure turned out some good pitchers. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I, yeah, that's kind of how I feel on it. But yeah. Uh, anyway, I the, those that'll be a big deal. It'll be a big deal for those guys to play in that futures game, which I believe is today. Oh, and, is it? Uh, and yeah, that should be on TV right, somewhere. Moved. Yeah, and maybe MLB Network. And yeah, I agree. I mean, and you then, watch uh, Slippery Rock play uh, sure. Sisters oh, of the Poor in softball, in, so you ought to be able to watch tennis, this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Many, baseball recruiting, Mike. Baseball yeah. recruiting. Fifty sure. words or less. Baseball recruiting. <laughs> well, I'll put it in the content. I think it's going okay. Uh, I I think they're they're excited about next year's group. You know, uh, there's four guys in next year's class, and since we're in the draft context, uh, there's four guys in next year's class that are baseball America top 400 guys. Uh, they're all four high school guys, two hitters, two pitchers. And, uh, you know, so we'll probably sit around, sit around and wait breathlessly on those guys. And hopefully all that goes good. It sounds like there may be two tech kids that are drafted, uh, Beckle and maybe Austin Green. You know, those two guys I think were the ones getting attention. There could be more, maybe less. I don't know. But I think those are the two that I would circle and say, get ready for those two guys to maybe hear their names called. So. Hopefully the draft doesn't do too much damage. Okay. All right, we talked about Shohei Otani earlier. What's your uh, thoughts on him? So special. You wished man. he was a Cardinal? I, yeah, yeah, I do, absolutely. And the, the, the off-season drama this year is going to be who he signs with. Most people think it'll be the Dodgers for – it could be the total amount of that deal could be half a billion, which is amazing, you know. But he's – it's just amazing that he's – you know, pitching and hitting, and he's a, like a top five in the league in both. And I, I'm not saying that in, from an opinion deal, but like his numbers yeah. are in the top five as a hitter, you know, homers, RBIs, OPS, all that stuff. And then you go over to the pitching side and it's, you know, ERA and strikeouts and all that stuff. And you're like, it's, it's unbelievable what he's doing. Unbelievable. No, it really is. So great. Yeah. And he's a good guy. You know, that's the other thing. It's, it's you know, by all accounts, he's a, Good guy and a good teammate and all that stuff. So you that know helps. what? If yeah. you if you got to communicate with an interpreter, are you really a good guy, or is yeah. the interpreter <laughs> interpreting you to be a good guy? Is he? You would think in the world of social media, if he was just spewing <laughs> filth and farn and the interpreter and the interpreter was the one cleaning it up for him, somewhere in there, somebody would have got on social media and gone, okay. "Oh my gosh." I speak Japanese, and he just talked <laughs> yeah. about your mama, you know, and then the interpreter cleaned it up to talk about what a good curveball he had that day or whatever. All right, when I when I did this deal, and it's been a couple of weeks ago, he's on pace to hit 304. He's on pace to hit close yeah. to 200 hits, 30 doubles, 8 triples, 56 home runs, 128 RBIs, <laughs> uh, and, and that's just phenomenal. And then on the pitching side, he was on pace – to throw 190 innings, 14 wins, and a three, 3.02 ERA. Yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It really is. If you get a chance yeah, to see him, I'm saying take it. Yeah, it really is. I, I have looked at the Angels' schedule like, all right, when are they in Arlington? When are they in Houston? I, 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 I for the exact reason you're talking about, I, I fully want to lay eyes on that guy. Yeah. I think I he's think a big guy, right. though. He's a big yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. How tall yes, is he? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's a big old oh, guy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's good. Uh, let's hey. say. I was I was actually How big in is Arlington. Otani. <laughs> if she can understand his name. Wikipedia. Otani is a six foot four inch, one point nine three meters, 
210 pound, 95 kg right-handed starting pitcher. He's there you KG. go. Six four, uh, two hundred ten pounds. I thought he was bigger than that. Yeah, and he can really run too. I mean, of course he can because he yeah. does everything else. All hey, right. I, I missed the show last week because I was in Arlington. I didn't hear one peep of it. But I was going to ask: Did y'all say happy birthday to Larry Hayes and happy ninetieth birthday to Coach Magel last week? We well, did to Coach Magel. We did Coach Magel. Okay. I forgot right. Sugarbush, and I talked That's to him right. last week. I, oh, good. It, it's another one of those deals. I looked down at my phone, and all of a sudden, I'm FaceTiming Larry Hayes. Yeah. And, it, and I, I caught it pretty quick, so I hung up. About 15 minutes later, Larry FaceTimes me. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even think he knows how to FaceTime. I wouldn't either. And there I am looking at Larry. I think Nell was driving, so he was he was sitting there. So I had a good visit with him accidentally. Yeah. We talked well, probably 15 or 20 minutes. All right, see if you know this name. Masataka Yoshido... You may be part Japanese. Yeah, that sounded just like it, oh, didn't it? It did. Masataka Yoshida. He's a golfer. He may very well be the person that keeps Josh Young from being rookie of the year. Oh, no way. Boston Red Sox outfielder. That's Red too Sox hard to say. Yeah. 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 And while we're he talking about that, how about Corbin Carroll? You heard of him? Yeah, I saw him in Amarillo last year. Is he that a, right? He was a sod poodle. You might have seen him too, Coach Ash. I guess I did. I just you didn't realize it. <laughs> What yeah, he, what's he player. doing now? All right. He is the Diamondbacks rookie, is a runaway favorite for NL Rookie of the Year, and trails only Ronald Acuna, Acuna. in yeah. the race for the National League MVP. Whoa. He's a rookie. He's a side poodle. He's 22, has a chance to become just the third player to pull off the Rookie of the Year MVP double, joining who, Gus? You'll know this. You want to like, give David a chance? Give David five I seconds. Know what? Five seconds. Buzz David. me. And Mickey Mantle. Rookie of the year MVP. Yeah, I think I know this. I think I, I think I know. Yeah. All right, go ahead, David. David. Okay. He, I don't know it. He is, gave. Is it? Is it Fernando Valenzuela? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I did play against Fernando. Okay. Uh, Freddie Lynn. Freddie oh, Lynn. Boston Red Sox. And Ichiro Suzuki. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. There you have it. Some of the Ichiro kind of has a last asterisk because he's already played professionally over in Japan, which I, I got no problem with that. But yeah. it's almost like those guys need to be newcomers of the year instead yeah. of rookies of yeah. the year. But yeah. he was 28 years old. Most people said he was the best player in the world, and he came to the U.S. and proved it. But Fred Lynn did it the traditional way. Yep, 1974, Freddie Lynn. You know what? In dealing with hey, you him had a around, good guess, though. Yeah. Well, I think maybe Fernando was Cy Young and Rookie of the Year. I may okay. Be, I may maybe. I think uh, you're right. In dealing with Freddie Lynn through the Hall of Fame, our Hall of Fame stuff, and the classes and all that, I would put him on the very much on the list of good guys. He he's always responded to stuff. So that's nice to know. Yeah, that is. All right. Who's got, the worst? Who's the worst, Gus? Yeah, I know. I'm, Was I'm, there a worst? We'll talk about that at lunch sometime. <laughs> okay. You don't want to throw them Be under sure the bus. Be sure I have a pen no. when we do. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's we can write idea. them down and throw them out there. <laughs> All right. Break time's over. Get back to the weeds. Oh, crap. All right. All right, buddy. Thank you, Gus. <laughs> Good to hear from you. Happy birthday, old man. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> I appreciate See it. Bye. See y'all later. All right. Well, we had some questions about baseball, and that's the guy to, He's that's the the guy. Guy to ask. He's so. got him. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3.
Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.